Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Randoish Podcast. It's the Randoish Podcast. And I am your host, of course, Doug. Uh, and I'm Nick. And as Nick always has the trouble when he meets the perfect honey, always what he's wondering is, is it him she wants or is it just his fame? That's not true, actually. When I uh, find honey, I usually go for the clover honey. Right. You know, yeah. um, I usually get the big bottle right. because uh, I tend to go through a lot of it as I prepare my morning oatmeal and everything. So, yeah. Not the type of honey? Sorry? Not that type of honey. Are you more of a fan of like orange We're blossom? We're talking about or? honeys, plural. Yeah, like multiple and bottles yes, of honey. Right. Or? Well, I mean, I guess a certain type of honey. It has a certain sweet nectar to it. Um, well, yeah, also I mean, that, good is, in the morning. that is, well, honey also isn't actually good with nectar. It's uh, like a processed right. kind of thing from honeybees. A sweet so. nectar. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so how are you, Nick? Welcome back to the Randoish Podcast, I'm everyone. Great. I actually uh, just went to the store earlier today and got a bottle of honey. Yeah, did you? Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Got a scratchy throat or something? No, I, uh, you know, was just kind of restocking my pantry. You right, know, right. Getting some, For sure. you know, pasta, <laughs> getting some oatmeal. Right. Some more of that granola that you hate. So all you need is the perfect <laughs> honey to go with it. No, I honestly don't hate granola. It's just a little weird. It was like you had that weird pe- peanut butter granola. I, that is actually delicious. Yeah. Because I, I, be I use a lot of that stuff right. uh, to dress up my oatmeal. Right. You know, like I get some oatmeal. Yeah. Uh, put in some granola, peanut butter, or otherwise, right? And uh, put a little honey in there, and it's just you know, it's a wonderful little fiber, like fiber rich breakfast. Yeah, I don't like honey. I don't think I've not been a, been a fan. I don't think there's ever been anything I've put honey in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe a hot toddy when I was not feeling well. I mean, hot toddies are delicious. Yeah, I mean, they're effective. I don't know if delicious is the word I would use. Okay. But they're certainly effective, so I have respect for the hot toddy game in that regard. There is something nice and, and cathartic about putting a spoon full of honey into the hot tea and and pulling the spoon back out, and because you swirled it around, it is now gone. That's true. Something very cathartic about that. Welcome back to the Randoish Podcast, and as I told everybody, welcome, as I'm telling everyone, welcome back to uh, the most random place on earth, the second start of the right studios, Nick, uh, and oh, yes. uh, so other than honey... Um, or the honeys. How's life treating you? Uh, just the one bottle of honey. Just this the time. one bottle of yeah. honey. Okay. All right. Um, it's no need to overbuy. Else? You know. Heard you heard you had a tasty hot dog recently. Yeah. No, I uh, went and got lunch with my mom's. Yeah. Uh, we former got, guest friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got Chicago style hot dogs. I yeah. haven't had one in almost a year, so that was okay. a nice treat. Right. Um, we got coffee after, which was nice. That's nice, nice. Yeah. Good to spend time with your mom, man. You know, it's something. Um, you know, I think a lot of people take for granted when it's when it's readily available to you to have access to hang out with your mom and that type of thing. But for guys, even for you, you know, because your mom lives a couple hours away and she's always kind of you know traveling and things like that through her career. Um, and I know for me, for my mom, up being up in north, you know, it's we don't get to spend as much time with them as maybe we'd like. Um, so it's nice whenever we do get that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Mother's Day's coming up, isn't it? So, uh, I believe so. Something like that. I've seen I know like commercials about it. Yeah, Easter's on the seventeenth. Right. It's this Sunday. Is yeah, it? I would. I would, I would venture to say Easter that Sunday. it's going to be the same day that this episode <laughs> releases. Actually, our second Easter show. Um, well, happy, happy, uh, happy Easter. I, I don't. You don't do Easter, do you? Do you do Easter? Uh, it seems there... like you're. You always kind of a non-denominational. I mean, I know you have your. Your um your allegiances and all, but <laughs> My I don't. I, I, no, it's probably a poor mean? word. I, I, that's probably a poorly way to put it. 
Um, my beliefs. You have your beliefs. Yeah, let's just put it like my, that. My scripture. Right. Um, but does that include Easter for you? No. No? I didn't think so. No. No. Well, In you're fact, not really a holiday uh, guy, per se. It's currently Ramadan, which yeah. I want to you know, shed a little light on to, yeah. all, to all of my uh, Muslim friends, like, happy Ramadan. Right. Yeah, well... I don't know. I've seen people in Ramadan. It's not a very happy occasion. A lot of times they're really hungry often. Well, if, you know, you get used to it and, yeah. you know, you yeah. you plan accordingly. Right. So it's sun up, sun down, right? Uh, it's specific times. Yeah. From what I'm told. Yeah. So, yeah, my loose understanding is sun up to sun down. Um, you know, there was actually an interesting factor was a former basketball player, NBA player. His name was Hakeem Olajuwon. Ah. And he was Muslim. He was born in, I want to say, Nigeria. And grew up Muslim, and one of the challenges he would have during the during this time of year, because we're about to start the NBA playoffs. For those of you who don't know, um, it was always a struggle for him around this time because he would have to uh, observe Ramadan, which meant while being a professional, right, athlete. while being a professional yeah. athlete, and having to kind of have to curtail his eating and the things like that. And so, oftentimes, it was a concern about him being fatigued and feeling weaker whenever he was out on the court because he was having to observe something that was, you know, can be kind of uh, it's kind of a struggle from time to time, especially if you're doing something physically exerting um, in the way that NBA basketball is. That is a um, an interesting take on it. Right. I I too have thought like, man, I wonder how an athlete would approach that right. uh, situation. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, but I mean, he always seemed to handle it well. He won two NBA championships. Um, you know, so he seemed to figure whatever it was, he seemed to figure his way around it. So, anyway, that was just a little tidbit for you. Um, I made an oversight, Nick. Oh, fun it, fact, this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I didn't realize this until a friend corrected me, but it's uh, most Muslims, from what I understand, mm-hmm. uh, are always confused as to why Westerners uh, pronounce uh, the word with a Z Muslims? sound instead of yeah. an S sound. Muslims? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. I don't know. I never thought of it all like that. Yeah, before. I think it's just because uh, we don't hear the term often. Yeah, and yeah. we all we hear it often mispronounced. From right. what I understand, Probably, yeah, you yeah. Know. Uh, what did you say the other day? The other day, and then I was like, <laughs> I don't know. You said something the other day, and I was like, he's really trying to hard to make that sound exotic. And I heard it the other day. What did you say? What? I forget. It was so you do was that it Shyamalan? Time time. No, it wasn't. Did we ever figure out who was right with that? Yeah, I was right. It with was that Shyamalan. One. Yeah, Shyamalan. That's the man's name. Yeah, I like the way I say it better. And Shyamalan. Shyamalan. It sounds more legit. It sounds more like a Lord of the Rings. Reference. Yeah, Shyamalan, like a wizard or something, right? <laughs> yeah, Shyamalan makes. I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't know. It the same ring to it. Um. Anyway, his name is his his mama name is Shamalan. I'll name him. Sh- I'll call him Shamalan. You sure about this? You want to look it up right now? I mean, I, I'd like to. I don't want to waste time doing this. Let's but look I, it I up have a hard right time now. Thinking that a guy's name is M Night Shalom Shamalan Shalomon. No, Sham Shamalan. Okay, Shamalan. M Night Shalomon. Shalom Shalomon. Sham You said it too often the wrong way. Shamalan. No, it's Shamalan. You're right. Yep. Why was I saying Shaw? I mean, is it that I'm wrong or is it just the way you pronounce it? Because it could also be Shyamalan. It's Shyamalan. You know, you know, that's not the part of the pronunciation that you've gotten wrong so terribly. Shyamalan. You've been saying Shyamalan. Sh- you've been saying Shalaman. 
I say Shalomon? Was I saying Shyamalan? You were, Shyamal- you were saying Shalomon. Shalomon. <laughs> I was putting the L too early. Yeah, you okay. were putting the L. You were switching All the right. L and the M. Okay, point taken. You win this time, Nick. <laughs> As I do so often. Right. Um. So look, it's not it's not giving me any joy to be right no, as often no, as yeah, I am. Right, yeah, of course. I, I, mean, I just like to think that I'm shining right that light often. into the world. I don't know if you're right that often. I think you're overrating <laughs> your amount of rightness, but I can certainly tell you the times that you are right, you revel in it. Um, so <laughs> I, speaking of being wrong, I made a huge oversight, Nick. Oh, yes. I've heard I about this oversight, this, I and I don't know if I'll be able to forgive you, actually. I, well, I don't know. I don't know if your forgiveness is necessary. I know mine's is probably, but I don't know if I can forgive myself. So I named my top 15 all-time favorite movies, right? Did you? I thought I did, until about two days later I was in the shower and came to this crippling realization. That you you that, spotted a business card on your desk a while away. A, a missed a key one of my all-time favorite movies and this isn't some movie that's just going to creep in at 15 this would have been a bona fide top eight movie for me top from eight the amount wow of times that's I've like seen it the better half from the amount of times i've seen it and all the quotable times all the times i've used the quotes american psycho played starring christian bale oh yeah absolutely is one of my favorite movies of all time okay i just like to point that out make the amendment that um it's one of my favorites. It's a There's good no movie. way I should have not had it on the list. So shame on me. Shame on Doug that made the list. I'm ashamed of him. Um, but what's oh, done no. is done, and I can only correct and right uh, the wrongs that he'd made. So If you, see, you had if, to bump you, one movie off the list to make that one fit, which one would it be? Actually, it's funny you should say that. I was actually considering that myself. Braveheart. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, Braveheart for sure. Even though it wasn't fifteen, but I wouldn't put. I don't think I could bump off Four Rooms, Pulp Fiction, Seven, uh, Dark Knight, Field of Dreams. Nah, maybe Pulp Fiction, but I don't think so. Braveheart, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I would say Braveheart. I love Braveheart, um, but I love a lot of movies. I mean, to me, Three Hundred should could be up there for me. All those like big time battle movies. Oh, okay. Um, I like those type of flicks. I'm not a huge action guy. I kind of outgrew that. I don't know. At some point in my life, pretty early, I feel like I've never oh. been a movie, big action movie guy. I don't Unless like big dumb action. Um, yeah, but that's even for then. It's for the comic book lore. You know, sure, there's a yeah. there's a certain um, level of like. I guess pleasure I take out of knowing the storylines and seeing how accurately it makes me feel like an insider. There's actually a very funny meme of of Batman sitting on the throne of knowledge or sitting on the Mobius chair, which right. is pretty much anything you think immediately the answer comes to your mind, no matter what. It basically is a cosmic chair that can answer all questions in the in universe. Wonderful. Well, anyway, Batman, because um, Mobius, the Mobius chair is left unattended in one of the comic book story arcs. Uh, Batman rushes to the chair because, of course, Batman would trust no one else to have this knowledge but himself. He runs to the chair. The Mobius power over chair overtakes him, and it like kind of does this weird cosmic change to him. And Diana, who's Wonder Woman, says, Bruce, are you okay? And he goes, of course, Diana. I'm a god now. And it basically is a funny meme that says, me, when I go see super comic book movies with people that don't read comic books. <laughs> so you feel like they're sitting in the Mobius chair. So there's something cathartic about knowing the story and having a good understanding of the story and kind of watching how it plays out. So when I watch superhero movies, it's a double-edged sword. I'm happy that I know the story, but I'm also 
very hypercritical of when it's not stuck to um, the beats that I wanted to have, um, as I'm sure it would be for things like, you know, for you, for Dune or something to that effect. Being a fan of the source material is difficult because you are so excited for the material to be adapted well right. to a different medium, specifically yeah. film or TV or whatever, right. because you literally get to see these characters jump on screen or come to life in a way that you haven't experienced it before. Unfortunately, it also means that typically the creative direction being taken for those mediums is very different than the medium you came to know and love. Right. So changes happen and everyone who makes uh, film or TV or even video games uh, based on source material always lives in somewhat fear and uh, reliance upon that existing fan base. The Paramount Halo show is actually a really, really good example of how this kind of plays out because Halo is one of the biggest you know, mm-hmm. and most recognizable game franchises in existence today. And if you don't know why, please listen to our five-part series about video games throughout the, from the 80s all the way up till today. Please oh, absolutely. Continue. Now, Paramount has spent millions of dollars to bring Halo to the to the small screen, I right. guess. Yeah. As, as to use the... Um, mm-hmm. The <laughs> silver screen, not the silver screen, the small screen. Yeah, yeah the small screen. Yeah. Uh, to use that nomenclature. And there, the backlash has been real. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, we've joked about this before. Has there ever been a really good video game movie made? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, which is weird because you feel like, dude, just stick to the fucking script. Like, if like you it make worked. the movie. Why change it? Right. Like, to me, and that was one of the reasons I had, because I was really excited about Uncharted when I first heard Even when I heard Mark Wahlberg was in it, and I don't even like Mark Wahlberg. You know what I mean? I was enough. I was, How's your mother? I was... <laughs> I was good enough with him being Sully and Tom Holland being, because I actually always thought actually the ideal um, Drake would have been Mark Wahlberg. But I can understand you maybe think he's a little too old the tooth or a little too long on the tooth. You want to bring in someone younger, bring in Tom Holland. uh, You know, Drake. Drake. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, I still think, I don't know. I feel like by the end of the Drake series, he was about Mark Wahlberg's age. You know but what I that's mean? the end of the series. Right, right. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, But then I saw that Yelena, who's a ser- – I mean, at the end of the series, Yelena is Drake's wife, and they have kids. I mean, that's how that series ends. Yelena's in all of the games, so you do a game, you do a movie, and who's not in it? Yelena. How could you not have Yelena in this story when she's such a pivotal character into the Drake mythos? Exactly. Change it. Changes are made. Yeah, I, 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 so you know, but yeah, I feel like sometimes with the video games, they try too hard to reinvent the wheel to give it its own unique spin. It's like, no, fuck your unique spin. The game was successful for this reason. Stick to the script; it'll be successful. At least that's how I feel about it. But you know, whatever. well, I mean, there are some changes that are made that uh, absolutely, you know, allow the movie or the series to thrive. For example, Lord of the Rings. Did not stick to the script exactly. Right. No, I, you know, I mean, I understand But the changes they made made sense and were well thought right. out. Well, those were novels, too. It was a little different. Sure, but like any transition from medium to medium, uh, those things happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, 
a lot of the time they happen for production reasons or they happen because somebody doesn't believe a portion of the transition will work in the new media. Right. I guess I was speaking specifically to the video game genre. I will tell you, Mortal Kombat, that was actually a solid move. The newer Mortal Kombat, as far as video game goes, wasn't that bad. Okay, I haven't seen the new yeah, Mortal Kombat I would, movie. I would probably say that's one of, and I'm not saying it's a world beater. You know what I mean? It's not a, you know, I wouldn't. It's not amongst the greatest films of all time, or even action films. But I would say they did a good job. They captured a lot of the things that are unique to Mortal Kombat. Some of the the fatalities and things of that nature that make Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat. The storyline makes sense. It's plausible for a a, a world that is you know not real um <laughs> but in the same token they do a good job of capturing the, the, the kind of the zeitgeist and understanding how the characters play and how the story kind of rolls out and how that goes so right. for a video game movie or video game uh, franchise movie i actually thought mortal Kombat was pretty solid well like for example the com- big complaint about the halo universe right now the ha- paramount halo show uh master chief removes his helmet Right, like right. pretty early on, right. and that's one of the big no-nos yeah, that no. uh, the I don't video even know they took their helmets off. Always touched right. on. Um, in fact, very few Spartans ever remove their helmets to the audience, right? Uh, and certainly not Master Chief, right? Uh, and the reason the showrunners expressed this was that it was hard to get to know Master Chief as a character. You couldn't see his face without seeing his face. Yeah, I would, and I, I would, they. Uh, they showed a scene about him interacting with the AI Cortana, a mm. major figure in the video game and story, uh, and the relationship was completely different. Like, s- somebody who wrote those characters in the show, right? it very much seems like they just did not understand the relationship between those two characters right. at all. I would say who thought that it was hard to connect with the character without taking off the mask. I would ask them to watch, you know, The Mandalorian. Or fucking Star Wars. Right. The Mandalorian doesn't have to take off the mask, so, you know, maybe they should follow that a little bit closely, a little more closely. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was just a conversation and that, that I wanted to have in that regard. Uh, we do have a list today, so I want to make sure and get to that. Before that, I wanted to touch on some pretty somber news. Um, last Saturday, uh, former Steelers quarterback uh, Dwayne Haskins, 24-year-old young man, he was... Uh, went to University of Ohio State, um, was drafted by the Washington, now Commanders, the former Washington uh, football club, the former before that Washington racial slur name. Um, but he was drafted by them, uh, had some struggles. He was a young guy. He, was not, he wasn't just – he was a young guy coming into the league. He was 21 years old. Yeah. I uh, left after his redshirt sophomore year, so he was pretty young. Um, wasn't quite ready for the, for the, for the, um, the spotlight that was put on to him in Washington didn't work out there. They severed ties with him. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, gave him an opportunity. And really, he spent this the greater part of this past year kind of just learning behind Ben Roethlisberger, right. barely dressing for the game, but handled and conducted himself in a very professional way where he had an opportunity this year to step in and, and, and have a role, carve out a role for himself or make the football team and continue to um, become this rebuild and rebuild himself as a player and as a person. Uh, tragically was hit by a, a uh, while trying to cross a busy Miami highway, was hit by a dump truck and was killed. 
um, 24 years old. You know, anytime when someone's young like that, and the reason why I bring this up is I couldn't help but to think this, you know, even when my wife asked me about it because she said, hey, did you hear about the stillest quarterback that was that was that died? And I, and I hadn't heard you, and I said, no, who? Yeah. And she said, Dwayne Haskins. And immediately I just thought, wow, this was this was a big year for him professionally. This was a big year for him. You know, and I think of all the things – all the things that could have been. I and mean, when any of you have anyone that dies young, I think even, you know, and all I thought was about was his professional prospects, right? And immediately. Right. Um, but then you think about more and more, this is, this was his life, you know, and this is 24 years old. And I think of myself at 24 years old and anybody that's, you know, removed somewhat from 24 years old, even you, Nick, and you're not that far removed for it, but you're far enough away now where you can understand maybe the error in some of your ways and the way you saw the world at 24 years old and being able to look at that from that perspective, it was just a very sad thing. You know, he was a far from a finished product as a man, um, as a football player, uh, as a lot of things. And, you know, and honestly, there's no guarantee his football career would have been out. And maybe that wouldn't have been the biggest thing he's ever done in his life. Maybe something else, you know, it's just, you can't help but to have this feeling of what could have been in him in his life at 24 years old. You know, and then I saw this heartbroken video and just, you know, kind of just him as a kid and just sharing his dreams on a video camera and some of them being manifested and him kind of feeling like I've already kind of lived my dream just being here. Uh, so to see him, uh, his life cut short tragically, it was it was a shame. So, um, you know, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins and, and uh, well wishes to his family and friends. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, there's no smooth transaction or move smooth. Uh, Segway, I can make transaction. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say segue, but yeah, not a very smooth segue into the next thing we're going to talk about. But um, you know, as I said, Nick, I did make a list. Um, so um, this list was actually a list we were considering doing what two weeks ago, but we ran out of time because we can got in such a hearty situation, hearty, hefty conversation about Will Smith and Chris Rock. I don't know about you, but I'm. If I never hear about Chris Rock and Will Smith and the slap horn around the galaxy ever again, I'm, it'll be too soon. I, I think I'm also at that point. Yeah, I, I just, and I think that's one of the things that I first initially was just kind of, that's why, you know, when I said initially, people don't care. They just like, they just like the laugh story. They just want to laugh at it. They just want to, you know, make it a, make it a scene. And they have, and it's worn me out now. And now I just want it to go away. But in any case, um, put together a list, Nick. All right. It's comprehensive. Is it? It is the top ten chain restaurants in in well in our country in the least. Okay. Okay. Um so I have a couple and I want to just knock them right off the bat and tell you they're not going to be on the list. I consider them <laughs> to be overrated franchises. Sure. Um, and I do want to point out that we are in the southeast of the United States. Yes. So if there's a chain restaurant you don't recognize, there's a chance that it's uh, specifically for the Southeast region. Uh, and if there's a chain restaurant that you are confused as to why we didn't put it on the list, it might be because we don't have it here. Uh, well, I, most of these are national chains. There's okay. not, yeah, you're not gonna I'm see just a whole putting lot that out there. Yeah, no, that's a fair... That's a Big fair, old uh, disclaimer. Yeah, don't flame us for out. not liking, um, I don't know, Whataburger or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no. Well, Whataburger is fairly national. I mean, it's not completely national, but I've national never had a enough. Whataburger. There, there's one in Orlando. I've never had it. But there's one in Orlando. Okay. So, I mean, it doesn't exist in our in our part of town. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, don't act like you can't have it is my point. 
Okay. 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 All right. Overrated. Okay. Nick, overrated. Wow. Okay. 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 No. Cracker Barrel, completely overrated. Eh. Bland as hell. They rave and go on on and on about how good their chicken and dumplings are, and they taste like nothing. Chicken and dumplings? They biscuits? taste like, no, chicken and dumplings. Chicken and dumplings? Yeah. What is that? It's chicken and dumplings? Oh, I mean, mean, I only ever went there for breakfast. Yeah, well, chicken and dumplings is something they serve in breakfast. I, I mean, like I only it. ever get one of two things there. What do you that's get? That's the, uh, the fried steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or the, that's uh, popular. Or the, the gravy. Um, Biscuits and gravy. Yeah, I I find their food very mid. I find it all very bland. I'm not ever impressed with any of it. People like it, and people sit outside and sit in those stupid chairs, and I just don't get it. You don't like the stupid chairs? I mean, it's kind of quaint, but I, I... I, I no, it's not for me. It's not my vibe. I don't like the fla- I don't like the fact that the food's so flavorless. Um, no, not my vibe at all. So overrated, not going to be on the list. I heard it's for racist white people. Number two. Well, you said it. <laughs> That's um, why the food doesn't have any flavor. <laughs> you said it. Um, number the other overrated Carabas. Really? Okay. When you're here, you're is it when you're here, your family? I don't know. I, I, something like that. I don't know. It's not good. It's 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 not as good as some of the other uh, Italian chains for my preference. Okay. Carabas likes to fa- likes to fancy themselves more authentic. I find it's they do it differently doesn't make it better. Okay. Are you saying that parm, like, the Olive good. Garden is better? Yeah. I would, I, I would very argue, much disagree. I would argue the macaroni grill is better. Uh macaroni is being put out of business by Carabas. You know. Well, yeah, because sure. it's a larger chain. I find Carabas to be a well mid, very mid. Everything's macaroni mid. grill and Carabas are like two sides of the same coin, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, the Johnny is what I usually order when I go to Carabas, which is not very often. Right. And I also tell them, hey, can you prep the Johnny like the chicken Brian? Right. Which is chef's kiss delicious. So you, you say it's good because you go there and tell them to make it completely differently in the way it's intended to be made. That's your argument. That's my All right, very good. Okay, number ten. That's my hack to the menu. <laughs> All right, number. So a couple of ones that I did leave off uh, that would deserve honorable mention: Sizzler, Ruby Tuesdays, Chili's, and Red Robins. Ruby Tuesdays is a decent deli. It is. Ruby Tuesdays isn't bad. Uh, I left off kind of Chili's and Red Robins, some of those other places, because there's just a couple places that you'll find that are on the list that I feel like are just better versions of the same kind of. You know, aesthetic, the same ideals. Um, number 10. This one's unique. It's not, it was far as, I feel like you're, and I put this one on the list because it's a unique, I believe the days of the chain pizza joint that you could go and hang out in is kind of gone by the wayside. Good now, I remember. Riddance. I remember the My days when gosh. I would go after a baseball game, after a football game, we'd go to a pizza hut. And they'd have the Pizza Hut buffet out there, and the and we shitty would salad out. bar, it, right? But it was it was great. I loved it was when it? I was a kid. I loved it when I was a kid. Okay. My greater okay. point is, 
Look, because you didn't experience it. You sound no, very I bitter because you didn't experience it. No, you didn't experience it. I did Clearly experience you didn't experience it. it. No. No, I did. You experienced it as like a five-year-old. It's a little different. No, 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 no. It's not no, a no, thing no, no, that no, no, you've no. really gotten to wrap your no, arms I was, around. No, I grew up in the 90s. I you know don't know the like. greatness of walking off of a baseball field, walking in your uniform with dirty pants on, why, all right, and you're one, running around why, the place with your friends. Why are you attacking me and, and not the subject of I'm not. I'm I'm saying you clearly don't understand what it was like. I do understand I mean, for you to be so flippant about it, I can't imagine that you do. Pizza Hut understood that uh the way their restaurant the restaurants were going delivery and uh you know stuff was the way to go and it worked it has. so they got it's rid of their dine-in specialty right but i do miss a nice chain dine-in pizza joint number 10 that made the list mellow mushroom they have a unique twist on it they kind of try to make it a little bit of a give it a little bit of a vibe um but it's good pizza Hearty pizza, you know, good good serving portions. Um, Mellow Mushroom, number 10, one of the last of a dying breed, an actual dine-in pizza shop. Number nine. You're going to love this one. The old buffets. They don't make them like they used to anymore, but this one still holds up and stands as a giant amongst the rest. There's a reason they don't make the buffets anymore. Golden Corral. Great. Di- it ha- you have to put... To me, you have to put a top flight buffet joint, even if it's low on the list, you have to have a good buffet joint that you can go and you can just walk in there and you pay them money and then you, just, you go out ever have at it, whatever the hell you want. Miss those days too. The buffet isn't what it used to be. There's not many of them anymore. Golden Corral still stands tall. Golden Corral is the champion of the buffet. Now, I've gotten to the point in my life where I appreciate a uh, select you know, dish made for me specifically. Mm-hmm. The reason why buffets aren't really a thing anymore is because of the numerous health code violations that constantly pop up for them. Mm-hmm. Like, they are just not clean, they're not uh, safe, and they're frankly kind of disgusting. Self-serve. Why are, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. We're discussing top chains, restaurants, right? Why sure. are you making argument against buffets? Like, why? Why? I'm just curious why you decided to take it there. Because that's what buffets are. Well, yeah, but why? Like, I'm trying to understand why you could have said, not but not a buffet guy. I don't know. You could have felt like you could have said a lot of things. Why are we just attacking buffets as a general kind of practice? Well, Golden Corral is a buffet, right? Right. Okay. But why? That would be the reason why it wouldn't be on my list. Okay. Okay. I, all right. That makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, buffets are gross. Buffets are gross. Thank Especially, you. Uh, Buffet sushi. Right. Can't tell you how many times. I've never seen a buffet sushi. Yo, they're out there. I mean, I've never seen one. I mean, maybe if you went to a sushi joint or a crazy buffet. Remember crazy buffet? They used to be a thing in Central Florida. Yeah. It served a, a, a variety of different, I think, Asian fare, if memory serves. Let me tell you there one what, time. two things that don't go well together. Uh, raw fish mm-hmm. and letting a dish sit out for hours at a time. Right. I still love buffet. I love a good buffet every now and then. CC's pizza, that's a good buffet. Such a Florida. See, this is the this is the exact reason why I don't love buffets because the quality of the food right. is usually just Right, but you get what you pay for in a circumstances. Low. Right, but the idea of the buffet is you spend twenty dollars, you get to eat as much as you want, right? It's not sure. there for the like to your point. Yes, of course. I prefer going to, as you'll mm. see for the rest of the list, none of the rest are buffets. You don't go for the buffet 
for the quality of the meal. You go for the quantity of the meal. And when you've got a group of like eight people, you don't, it, it just has, it's a lot smoother. It can be a lot smoother of an outing with a bunch of people that all want different things because you just let them disperse and they get whatever they want. You know, the kids oftentimes get all the sweet stuff. The old people get, you know, stuff without bones in it. And then you have, you know, the middle-aged people, they kind of get whatever else. Right, (laughs) right. So, I don't know. To me, there is still a place in this world for buffets. I understand some of your concerns around buffets. And I'm not going to even argue that the food isn't mid. Of course it is. You're basically paying like $15 to eat all you want. They're just going to make quantity for you, man. All I want when I walk out of a buffet is a full belly and no salmonella poisoning. Other than that, we cut that shit. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely going to get a full belly. 50-50 50-50 shot on the salmonella. I've never had salmonella from a buffet, so it's higher than 50-50. Just say. Look, just because you've gotten lucky. Number eight. This is a unique place in the world where arcades and things of the like are dying. This place stands tall as a place where you can have fun with food while playing video games and still enjoying the childhood uh, that video games in an arcade bring you, that's Dave & Buster's, my number eight oh, chain yes. restaurant. A lot the, of fun. The adult version of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, enjoy it. A lot yeah. of fun when you go. Very popular. Um, I could wish, I, I've never been a big tickets guy. I could do without the tickets. Um, you know, really, if I want to buy the weird teddy bear on the wall, then I'll just go buy it. Why do I have to give you a thousand tickets? It just seems tedious. Uh, but yes, very much the adult, um, the adult, as you call it, a Chuck E. Cheese. Number seven, Red Lobster. Famously known for all you can eat shrimp. Uh, very good. Lobster well, fest. Lobster Fest, yeah. It's another one that's a good one to point out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their soup. Uh, their clam chowder. There's not a place, a lot of places I can get clam chowder that's decent. Fun fact, lobster, um, uh, Red Lobster and Olive Garden and Bahama Breeze are owned by yeah, the same by Darden. company. Yes. Yeah, Darden. Yep. Not everybody will, knows that. Really? I feel like that's mm-hmm. fairly well known that they're all chained together. Uh, but Red Lobster, you know, for chain restaurants, there's not a lot of seafood going on with the chain restaurants. I think a lot of the same reasons you pointed out for the buffet Hard to maintain the standards uh, to have a good, clean, ran uh, chain of yeah. you know seafood restaurants. So the Red most Lobster, of, most of the shrimp they pull out is like uh, freeze dried in bags, and then they warm them up in a microwave. From what I remember, you work there. Uh, my, a couple of my friends did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, that's uh, like that's food, regardless. It's food, you know. People are so surprised gonna, when wanna, uh, not every single one of their ingredients on their plate when they go to a McDonald's is, you know, the absolute freshest. <laughs> I mean, it's not swagoo beef for yeah, your... Yeah, uh... it's, you know, <laughs> uh, apparently credit where credit's due. Apparently they do crack a full egg every mm-hmm. time uh, they make a uh, McMuffin or right. whatever. Yeah, they do. Like they crack I, a whole I egg. I can tell you all about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny that the eggs that you think are real are not real. Uh, like the scrambled-looking eggs, yeah. the eggs that are on your like bacon, egg, and cheese. I mean, they're real, like but that. they're like... Uh, well, it's the carton yeah. egg. Uh, but yeah, the one that I always thought was the fake egg before I worked there, because that was mm-hmm. my first job out of high school. The the, the chick... You yeah, know, they the, have uh, that chick, little uh, it the circle like thing, thing and then they... Yeah, yeah. and I never, it blew my mind when I was like, oh, and these are the eggs that I don't like. I think these eggs suck. And I always was a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit guy. 
But then I saw, oh, they actually use carton milk. When well, that's when I realized I'm a carton milk fan. I'm a, a carton egg fan. Hmm. Yeah, I like the the milk. I mean, the carton pre scrambled, pre scrambled. Okay. Well, I like that better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Red Lobster. I think their specialty is the cheddar biscuit. Would you agree? It's certainly their gimmick appetizer. Yeah, yeah, certainly the good stuff. It's the only reason people go there half the time. I mean, I wouldn't say that. It's a um, big draw. It certainly would, doesn't hurt. Everybody looks forward to the cheddar biscuit when they sit down at a Red Lobster. Yeah, it's like Olive Garden and their breadsticks. Right. So, number six. This one's a little less chainy. Um, there are more than one, so Olive I put Garden. it on the chain. No. Um, <laughs> I put this one on there because it's a personal favorite of mine. Oh, okay. Um, this is actually one of my choices for my birthday dinner I get to go to once a year. Uh, Colorado Fondue. I love fondue restaurants. This one's unique. It's better than um, the melting pot in the sense that the way you prepare your, your fondue um, is cooler and better. Uh, Colorado Fondue, actually, it's on top of just bringing you the, the pot for the fondue, where you have the bouillon and all that cooking yeah. in there, they actually bring you a heated stone. It's about 1,000 degrees, and you cook all of your cutlets and whatnot on the hot stone, and they yes. just keep replacing it. Um, I never, I'm always blown away when I go to fondue restaurants, especially this one, because you see all the little cutlets on a tray, Mm-hmm. And you see the little things that come to your, you know, that it's part of your order. And you're like, you're looking at this stuff and it looks so meager. You can't help but to think, there's no way I'm going to walk out of here full. And every damn time I walk out, not only full, I walk out miserably full. Uh, Colorado Fondue, my favorite fondue place. And I recommend it to anyone in the Central Florida area or anywhere that has a Colorado Fondue near them. Colorado Fondue is a top flight fondue restaurant. I mean, it really seems like you enjoy a bit of spectacle with your meal, Doug. It's funny you should mention that, Joel, especially like number five. Benny Hanna. Oh, yes. For the performance art of food. Uh, if you like a little would performance you say art slash with you, Kobe's I would say Benny Hanna is the more generally, largely known national sure. um, national chain, as far as that goes. I'm, I'm more familiar Kobe's with Kobe's sure. because yeah, of the area so, we're yeah, in, yeah, but no, Benny Hanna for sure. I've done both. I had mm-hmm. Benny Hanna's were big in California when I lived there when I was a kid, and then I've done Kobe a couple times here. Um, I think there is a Benny Hanna somewhere around here, but I don't, I've never been to it. Uh, but anyway. As far as the hibachi type of uh, dining experience with the entertainment and then the and the and the onion flame onion, onion volcano and all that stuff, Benihana's is probably as good as it gets. I enjoy the that aspect of it. I enjoy the little playfulness of the of the chef. They try it's very kid friendly. Um, other than the open flames in the front of their face, yeah. Um, very entertaining for the children. They generally love it. My son has always enjoyed. Well, at least when he was like to do fun stuff, um, he always enjoyed that experience. Um, and I've had p- fond memories. And now it's very pricey, mm-hmm. but uh, Benihana's, I've always, again, one of those instances where you're like, there's no way I'm going to walk out of here and be satisfied hunger-wise. No, every time I walk out, I'm not only full, I'm miserably full. Just love that white sauce. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't but, need any of the sauces. You don't? Uh, no. Wow. Okay. I, I, I mean, I don't. Their white sauce is like famous for Yum being, yum sauce? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just traditional, but it's, it's I'm familiar. so good. Yeah. I'll um, try it next time. I'll try that next Let time. me tell you something that I didn't know until I was much older. As a child, we used to go to Kobe's or Benihana's or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, a number of times, you know, over mm-hmm. the years, usually for birthdays and significant celebratory events, to the point that I thought that that's what everybody who went there experienced. Okay. I didn't realize that there was a whole section of this, like, they ask you, 
at the very beginning, like, would you like a full hibachi? Right, right. Or would right. you like a more traditional dining, dining experience? experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Where you get a whole menu and never, they just but, give you your food, like, here's me, your fucking food, go get on with it. Why would you go? Now, did you do the, the hibachi experience, or did you just sit there and just do the normal dining experience? Well, I didn't realize that there was a normal dining experience until I went way later, and they asked me. But why would you go there if that was what you were going to do? Well, I mean, maybe you like the food. Maybe you're not looking for the full experience and like. Well, like you for... can probably go to a dozen day Asian restaurants and get like I've gone to food. Kobe's when they had like um you know a deal on sushi or whatever. Right. And uh, you know, I just wanted to order some sushi with some friends and okay. move on. But Makes sense. you All know, right. fair enough. Um, number four, Applebee's. Okay. Basic all Americana food. Mm-hmm. Um. Do have some, I mean, one of my favorite was the um, ham and chicken, I think it's ham chicken club sandwich, something to that effect. There's some bacon and ham and chicken in there. A lot of good stuff. Um, just has a cool vibe, you know, very similar to, as I said, uh, a Chili's or something to that effect. Has some very good baby back ribs as well. It is. Um, go ahead. Those style of restaurants, Applebee's, TGI Fridays, Chili's, and all that kind of stuff are very reminiscent of a time in America where business culture would typically have meetings in like those Americana steakhouses mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. That is no longer the case in American culture and therefore those businesses are actually very much struggling. Uh so iconic brands but less successful and certainly disappearing off the map. And I think a part of it is um the quality of the food just again is very mid to low tier. And the uh, level of service is very meager. Okay. Uh, but the vibe is certainly there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right. I so, like counting how many pieces of flair each server has. Yeah, no, I don't. That seems <laughs> tedious. I, you seem, like, really concerned about the, the, the flavor. of the. You do understand there's a, when you say chain restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Like, that in yeah. and of itself is mid- level tier food sure so i don't know why we keep pointing that out like i think there's an accepted understanding that these by just simply being chain restaurants they're going to be mid-tier level food sure so i don't i guess you know i i you keep pointing that out with every restaurant that we're naming but i feel like that probably goes well, without saying that out with them. like uh benihana okay. or uh no that's one you didn't or that's like carabas i think the food well, is yeah, actually fairly overrated. well done um you know for the most part yeah I think over Carabas is whack. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've made that now. Yeah, I did. I think la- uh, Lazy Moon, sorry, not Lazy Moon, um, <laughs> Mellow Mushroom has some decent pizza. Yeah, it does. It you does. Know? I mean, but like, you don't pizza. have to have mid tier food. But is pizza ever anything to... beyond mid? Here's the thing the thing I have about, like, the mentality I have, you're still, char- you're still being charged top tier price for most of these experiences. Uh, you go to a Applebee's right now, you'll be paying $15 for a burger. You're playing for the entree. Yes. Okay. It comes with more than just a burger. It's a burger and fries. Okay. It's the entree. It's a burger and fries. You should. You've been to McDonald's? What do you think a burger and fry costs you there? I mean, honestly, yeah. I got. A, I went the other day. I went to like double. You're still, you're I got still a double quarter pounder like, with cheese. Hold on, I got a double quarter pounder with yeah. cheese and a small fry. It was nine dollars. I mm-hmm. mean, that in essence is what the fuck it is. I mean, that is what it is. You're going to get charged an arm and leg for dining out. Yeah. You know. So I. I, I don't think that's top tier prices. If you go to a really legit good burger joint, you're going to spend more than $15 for the most part. 
Hell, I mean, you go to BurgerFi, you might spend more than $15. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and they make legit good burgers. Hell, go to Wahlburgers. You're going to get your money's worth there. That's expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess to me, the chain restaurant in and of itself is all mid-level food. The idea is they're easy to find. You know what you're expecting. They're universal. You pretty much work. It's pretty much like a Starbucks or any type of McDonald's or anything like that. You're going to, you know what the experience is going to be when you get to it. There's because it's all the same template. It's the same experience, mm-hmm. and there's comfort in that experience because you know what to expect. You know, I know for dollars, you know, for you specifically might be on the low end. Um, from what specifically, I well, that's neither here nor there. We can give or take a couple bucks. <laughs> um, you know, but like I know from my time when I spent with Starbucks, right? The main focus of a Starbucks experience, what they talk about with a Starbucks experience, is they want to be able to walk into the ideal that. What is the founder's name? Howard Schultz. His ideal for the Starbucks company was mm-hmm. no matter what Starbucks you walked in, you were going to have the same exact experience because everybody made the coffee the same way. They were treated they treated the customers the same way in the same manner of being pleasant, being prompt, anticipating the Gus get uh, Gus guest needs. All of that was supposed to yeah. be part of the expectation. So for me, that is, in essence, chain anything. Yeah. It's car- cookie-cutter, carbon copy, same shit. That's what you're paying for. Okay? Okay, Pumpkin? <laughs> number, number three, Fridays. I don't think we need to say anything else other than what we've said about Applebee's. I will tell you that their happy hour was a hell of a lot more fun. Uh, where I feel like Applebee's, I think, more family-oriented. When I think Fridays, I think, yeah, you can go have dinner there, too, but uh, is it more of a – it feels it has a happy hour vibe. I don't know if you feel the same way about it, but that's my vibe when I break. Maybe because well, I used to go all happy those hour restaurants all lost me when they uh, switched over to the digital pay at the table method. <laughs> I love that thing. I fucking me? hate that I love with that a thing. passion. I love that thing. I hate it. Okay. Number two. My one of my personal favorites. Actually, this is my personal favorite as far as chain restaurants goes. Number two, Olive Garden, baby. Yeah, I mean, you give me some chicken parm with fettuccine alfredo noodles, and then you give me some soup, uh, chicken gnocchi soup, and then you give me a some breadsticks with the alfredo sauce for dipping, and you got yourself a meal. I'm a happy camper. You like Fridays, Nick? Or excuse me, you like Olive Garden, Nick? I haven't had Olive Garden uh, but once in the last decade. We should go to Olive Garden. I really don't want to. Why? Look, if I'm going to go out for a meal, I'm not going to go If I to offered to buy, if, Okay, so you're telling me if I offered to take you out to go to Olive Garden for dinner, you wouldn't go? Pretty much. If I offered to pay, you wouldn't go to Olive Garden? Uh, I mean, I'd think about it. I mean... I feel like, well, based off the conversation we had earlier, I think if I ask look, you, if I'm going to spend time yes. and like sit down at a restaurant, mm-hmm. well, then if I, I don't know why I would out, choose an olive, you garden. probably wouldn't. I would, but we would <laughs> sit sur- down. I, if you said Red Lobster, I would flat out refuse. Yeah, I, would, I don't know if I, would and that's just lobster. because I don't like seafood. Red Lobster. Would take me a while. Would, yeah, there's a couple that I would probably recommend before that. I don't know. I just feel like if I'm paying, it's not really about. The setting, it's about, I'm inviting you, we're going to sit down, we'll chat it up, we'll yak it up a little bit, we'll laugh, 
the food is just part of the experience. <laughs> but anyway, number one. You ready, Whit? You ready, Nick? Sure. This to me is the creme de la creme, the high okay. of chain restaurants. This is the big time, baby. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Yeah. As far as cheese as far as as far as chain restaurants go, this is the top of the line. I've never felt more confused and more condescended to <laughs> than I have oh, been God. when I've been in a cheesecake factory. Okay. Not only do like every experience I've had going going to a cheesecake factory, and maybe this is just the one in Winter Park, uh, which is a nicer na- you know, neighborhood, mm-hmm. nicer part of town in Orlando. They like to think so. Uh but like I always feel like I'm being condescended to by the server. Why? And the rest of the staff. Why? I'm curious about this. Mostly genuinely. because the menu is very difficult to navigate and it's about the size of a novella. Yeah, I mean it's a small book, but yeah. I mean I don't know. How often do you go? I've gone uh maybe four times over the course of my life. Okay. So not once per year. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I can see what you're saying. The menu is an unorthodox experience. If the first time or the first couple times you may walk in. See, I, it's not so bad for me because I know what I'm going to get when I get in there now. Because sure. I probably go at least once a year, once every two years. Okay. I do appreciate the, the portion size. They're going to make sure you're going to get your money, bro. They bring you huge portions. I never forget the one time I walked in there, ordered to had the mid, mid, had the misfortune of ordering an appetizer, ordered some chicken quesadillas. No problem, right? Chicken quesadillas. I was so full from the chicken quesadillas. By the time they brought me my entree, I don't even think I even, they even brought it to me. I was like, don't even bother. Just box it up, and I'll take it to go. Because it was just the chicken quesadillas alone had me full. Plus, they bring these like goblets of soda. Uh, so they don't cheat you with the portions. The cheesecake is the main event. So you generally want to try to make sure you save some room for cheesecake or take one for the road. They really go in on the different level of cheesecake. Uh, I do respect the, the fact that they make their own whipped cream, um, even to the depths beyond even what Starbucks does. Um, so I respect that. I kind of get your point with the, with the menu. Um, I don't know if I've had a bad experience with the staff. That may have just been that it particular staff member. Because uh, generally, yeah, they, they understand the situation. Um, Maybe they're having yeah. a bad day. Actually, I saw a funny video of a guy proposed to his girlfriend. Well, fake proposed to his girlfriend on April Fool's. And she yep. got really emotional and thought he really was proposing. And then he told everybody April Fool's. That couldn't have been a good night for him. Because, or I mean, her. Like, yeah, well, him. Because not only was she pissed at him to the highest level of passivity, the entire restaurant turned on him. I mean, he this guy went from, z- from hero yeah. to zero in about yeah. five seconds. No, flat. I believe it. Um, so yeah, not as not probably not his finest hour. All right, I'm but gonna I go ahead say, and rattle off my quick yeah, list please, right do, here. Please do. Uh, Carabas, Tijuana Flats. Um, is that a chain? Tijuana Flats. Like, is that a national chain? I don't know. As I was starting to think of national chains. Well, but I, please continue. Tijuana specify. Flats, fine. So Carabas, Tijuana Flats, Agave Azul. Uh, five guys. Okay, that uh, that's not a. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, it's not a restaurant, but go ahead. It serves food, don't it, Doug? I mean, it's a burger. It serves food, don't it, Doug? That's it's God. Please don't ever do Starbucks. That, again. that was is a awful. Good one. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I'll I'll go ahead and say it's a it's a local chain, but Foxtail is pretty good. 
Um, Those are coffee you know. shops. Yeah. Oh, restaurants are coffee shops. It's a chain, isn't it? No. Okay. You know what? I'm sorry. I probably should have been more clear about you with the with the parameters <laughs> of what a chain restaurant is. Um, I mean, you can make the argument for Five Guys. I, I wouldn't, but I guess I get your point. <laughs> you can um, sit there. You can have food. I mean, then you're saying McDonald's is a restaurant. I mean, it's it a burger joint. It's some, I mean, yeah, technically, I guess, if you yeah, want to call it that. a restaurant. And okay. I would even venture to say that uh, Chick-fil-A would be on my list, too. Okay. So you like fast food joints. You know, stare on your nose to me about Carabas and stuff, but and what is the other one? It's a Olive Garden, but then you want to come at me with five guys and two places that are, are coffee shops, not even not even restaurants, and McDonald's. No, I'm sorry, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A has an excellent chicken sandwich. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they and sure here's do. the thing: there's a big thing about my list where like my they don't pretend list. to be. Oh, I would also say Firehouse Subs is pretty good. But they they don't <laughs> pretend to be anything more than they are. I feel so much better about my list now that you ran off yours. Look, they don't pretend to be anything more than they are. You get a good uh, deal on food for what you pay, right? And it's usually pretty top tier, delicious. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, what is those places? I would say so. I mean, Chick Fil A makes a good chicken. Sandwich. I mean, they they claim they invented the chicken sandwich. No, um, <laughs> there's actually some. Uh, you know, uh, the, some statements circulating that they have the original chicken sandwich. No, they, they never say, said they invented the chicken, the chicken sandwich. They, well, they, the, the the commercial says we didn't invent chicken, just the chicken sandwich. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're saying. Um, look, I like a burger joint just like the rest of everybody else. And honestly, if you want to talk about some of the best burger joints, I would. I mean, it's best kind of sandwich shops and place like that. There's no Arby's on your list. You don't like an Arby's? Dude, every time I've gone to Arby's in the last five years, I've gotten food poisoning. Oh, well, I haven't had that experience. Last time I ordered a freaking sandwich, and it was like solidified to the cardboard box. Oh, that was old. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had, yeah, I had no. two sandwiches the Arby's other day. Arby's can was, go fuck themselves. I had two sandwiches the other day. It was delightful. Yeah. Yeah. I had a uh, two. Remember when I made, talked about those chicken bacon clubs? Yeah. Like chicken bacon with the Swiss on there? Magnifique. I got two of them. Actually, I really enjoy Ruby Tuesdays as well. The uh, very few times I actually go there. But the thing is, either I go to a more convenient chain like that. Right. Uh, Also, shout out Lazy Moon. Uh, There's one right right down the street from me, and I really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll either go to a more convenient, casual place like that. Right. Or I'm going to go out of my way to find a nicer, not chain restaurant. Hmm. You know? Okay. Because, like, right. the days of going to a shitty chain with mid to low tier food and just going there for the cheap booze and the uh, low quality service are pretty much well and far behind America as a culture, at least in my circles. Okay. You know, like, you, you, you read, uh, you know, you look this stuff up online and you'll see that a lot of those businesses are actually faltering, especially with the uh, advent of, like, uber eats and uh you know an uprising in local business you know Mm -hmm. and it's because people don't really want that format anymore okay okay yeah that was very good um so you like you like you're more of a fast food guy (laughs) it's fine casual dining okay 
Fast like if dry? I'm going to spend that uh, that type of money, I'd rather get casual dining where the food is better. Okay. I mean, I don't know if we could just generally say that across the board that the food is better. Um, a lot of the times when I, I'm I mean, going to that place, like my expectations for the food and the delivery of that food it could be the expectations are, like, are different. I'm I'm sorry, but like you go to a firehouse subs and you get a delicious sub and sandwich. That and like a Jersey Mike's or a Jersey Mike's is Subway's. an excellent example. Subway is less so. Right. I mean, Subway is I, I run feel like by they're all one mid, uh, you know, high school dropout teenager who picks his nose and puts that shit in the Subway sandwich. No, they wear gloves <laughs> while they're picking their nose and putting it in the sandwich. <laughs> but <laughs> no, a funny story, real but quick like, aside. Uh, I remember the grossest visuals, and I knew he had washed his hands, and I knew he had gloves on. But King, my friend that was here on the show before, yeah, one day we're walking by, and I'm like, uh, and he's his first job other than McDonald's because he got fired from McDonald's. Yeah, I think yeah. he told that story. His next job was at Subway, and he worked through college working at Subway. <laughs> and I remember forget the one time I was like, a what is that? It was the tuna salad, and yeah. I was like, I don't want any of that. And he was. <laughs> He said, you don't want any of that? He stuck his finger in it. But it was with his glove on. Oh, God. But even with the glove on, and I knew he washed his hands, just the visual was stuck sticking their finger in the food. It was so gross. I never looked at the tuna salad the same after that. But anyway, please continue. No, but like, you know, if you're going to have a sit down at a restaurant, right. with, you know, with a server and all that stuff, why would you bother settling for mid to low tier? You know, why? why not just get better food at a casual place or spend the extra buck to get, you know, excellent service, excellent food at a nice place. I have an answer for you. The answer is real simple. You can't get booze at a five guys. A lot of people like, I'm no, I'm just saying, if you want to look at the reality of the thing, people like going to those type of places because you can be served alcohol. You want to sit down and have a drink with your dinner, which a lot of people do. I don't, I don't particularly care for drinking like that, but for people that do. Yeah. You you can you get served a glass of red wine. You get served a beer, or you can get you know there's there's a, something about the environment of sitting at a table with family or friends and enjoying the fair. The fair becomes less about the experience as long as the shit isn't horrible and the service isn't horrible. Yeah, the rest of that's pretty forgettable. Um, you're really, you're there to kind of sit down in a restaurant environment where it's not overly priced. Where if you actually went to a legit good restaurant like a good legit italian restaurant yeah you're paying up the wazoo for that right you know what i mean like i don't go to morton steakhouse because it's super expensive if i want a good sandwich or beef i'll go somewhere and get a burger you know what i mean so i don't know uh, i just feel like a so lot you're of that saying is about the, one of the only selling points is essentially the alcohol i think that's a big deal i mean yeah. I, when i work maybe, for starbucks maybe it is indeed a shift in culture yeah uh where that becomes less important to most people perhaps because again, a lot of those chain restaurants that you mentioned aren't kind of failing, or like with the case of Darden, the fact that they're so huge mm-hmm. and they own multiple types of chains. Like even them, they're tr- they're constantly stepping up their game as far as quality and service in order mm-hmm. to just even keep pace. No, yeah. well, of know? course. I mean, you always have to evolve and change with the times, and obviously, the pandemic has put a it's, it's ruptured, a, uh, disrupted a lot of the, the those businesses yeah. and the business models. But like you look um, at Applebee's or TGI Fridays or anything, like that, and they're struggling. Relatively speaking, I mean, no, they're not doing what like they were doing. No. But I mean, also, we're we're still in the midst of a pandemic. 
Um, no, I'm talking about like well you know, before the pandemic uh, too. I mean, maybe sort of on some level, but I mean, maybe the numbers weren't that they were. I haven't looked at the numbers, so I can't really speak on that. Um, but most of those places are still up. I'm not seeing a bunch of them shutting down either. Well, you see um, a lot less of them now. No, yeah, but I, because I think there was a time where there's expansion, much like Starbucks when I worked there, there was expansion was so aggressive that they kind of had to pull the reins back a little bit because it mm-hmm. got to be a little bit too much so. Um, but I mean, hell, booze was important enough for Starbucks to try it out for a little while. You know, it has been doing really well lately. Five guys. Oh, well, I was going to say wing houses, you yeah. know, like yeah. Buffalo, it's yeah. like cares yeah. wing house, or, uh, I mean, I would say Hooters, but Swing I stop is the a only, big one. the only, uh, Hooters I'm aware of is, uh, up in like way past Sanford. Isn't there one downtown? Maybe. I'm not there sure. One downtown too. Um, or like Froggers, for example. Yeah, you know. Twisted Kilt. Uh, sure. Those are very basically Hooters, only the girls will kill. Yeah, that. but essentially you go there and it's just a bar with an attached you know, wing restaurant. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. again, alcohol being a main point. Right. Yeah. Like the yeah, like the Ale House, that type of place. But again, you know, you're going there because it's cheap, shitty food. With booze. With booze. Yeah. You know. True. True. Uh. I'd like to admit something. True admission. Go ahead. I don't like wings. We're going to let that steep for the audience for a little bit. Uh, Actually, funny. Have you seen the new commercial for Wing Wingstop? No. So there's a guy sitting there at the bench press, and he's putting in his Wingstop order, right? It's other guys. You know, he's got a bit of a dad bod, got a little paunch stomach. He goes, hey, can I get in on that with you? Like, can I can I use the bench is what he was asking. Yeah, yeah. Him. The guy goes, you went on my Wingstop order? All right. He goes, what are you having? And he looks at the guy up and down and goes, look like a boneless guy to me. <laughs> and the guy looks at himself like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love boneless wings. So immediately, I took, it's like an immediate slide at me. Because the guy looks at him and goes, you look more kind of a boneless guy to me. Because uh, the guy was a little bit pudgy. Um, so I had to crack up at the notion that just apparently there's a stigma with people that like bonus wings. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, so anyway, Nick, you know what time it is? Oh, what time is it, Doug? It's time for the rando facts. It's a rando facts. Doug's fun facts. All right, Nick, and it's time for the Rando Facts once it's again. It's time for the Rando Facts, ladies so, and gentlemen. We have some <laughs> ones. No, as you know, we're we're dead set in the middle of April. Uh, so are I we? found some random are facts. We? Yeah, we are. Uh, All right. We found some random facts that were attached to the month of April, and uh, I want to go ahead and go over them. With. So the first one is our bonus, of course. Did you know, Nick, that there's quite a few notable historical people born in April? Do the names Leonardo da Vinci... Ring a bell or Shakespeare, or, or I think they call, I saw or uh, the young people like to call him. I think Willie I Shakes. see a lar- Leonardo in uh, Titanic at one time. Funny you should mention that. Like Leonardo I like him da- in Revenant more. But. Leonardo da Vinci was born in April. Willie Shakes, more popularly known as William Shakespeare, was born in April, as well as Queen Queen Elizabeth II, all born in April. Nick. You know, a lot a lot of people say that. Uh, William Shakespeare was actually just an amalgamation of various different English authors of the time. Did you know that the diamond is the birthstone of April? Yes. Just a little fun fact for you. I actually did know did that. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. You know what the February birthstone is? That's I fine. Don't. It's amethyst. Oh. Um, no, 
Number nice. number five. Not worth nearly as much as a diamond. You mentioned Leonardo DiCaprio, right? That died in the Titanic. Uh, I thought it was Da Vinci. That died in the Titanic, isn't it? No. Oh. On April fifteenth, did you know, Nick? Nineteen twelve, the famous Titanic ship hit an iceberg and sunk on her first and only voyage. Oh wow! I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. What was the ship's called? The Titanic. And how did they sink? Kind of like this episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four. Did you know, Nick, George Washington was inaugurated as the first president of the United States on April 30th, 19, 1789. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot April of cool 30th. things happened. Now, on April 11th, number three, April 11th, which is a special day that I will share with you here in a moment. April 11th, 1970. Apollo 13 was launched and ran into difficulties about two days later. And that's when the famous line was uttered. Want to give it a whirl, Nick? We're we're in trouble? No. Oh. Actually, uh, this is actually a very misquoted line. Uh, People often say, Houston, we have a problem. The actual line was, Houston, we've had a problem here, was what it was said. But yeah, it's been like... Chop down to Houston, we have a problem. Even uh, okay. in the Tom Hanks. It's kind of like Luke, I am. Yeah, your right. Like, that's not the line. Nope. So that was number three. Number two. Did you know, Nick? And I actually kind of thought of this because of, you know, what's going on in Ukraine. I actually thought of this. Um, did you know the explosion of Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine occurred in April 26th, 1986, which forced. For those of you who do not know, it's forced everyone within a 300-mile radius to be evacuated. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, have you ever watched the show? Yes. Powerful stuff. Number two. Did you know, Nick, for all the car enthusiasts out there, Ford unveiled their very first Mustang April 17th, 1964. Do you know how much that cost, Nick? How much was it? Two thousand three hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Oh man! I actually looked up the prices of them. Now they range from twenty-five to forty-five thousand dollars each. That makes sense. Forty-five thousand dollars. That makes sense. Yeah, crazy. I remember uh, there was a movie where uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon star, and uh, Christian Bale's character, a driver and mechanic, mm-hmm. um, saw the unveiling of the Mustang and said, "Now that is a beautiful piece of shit." Still holds true to this day. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Anyway, um, somewhere along the line, once again, I got messed up with the count. That was number one. Oh. So that was the five random Uh facts, or the five random facts plus one. Well, you want to know something that's also... uh, Oh, I wanted to follow up with the story, but go ahead. Go ahead, Corco. Okay. Well, you know something that's also really incredible Mm -hmm. uh, in this month of April? What happened? You know, something uh, absolutely astonishing. You were born? just, uh, Just absolutely... Wonderful. You were born? Yeah, I was born. What day? Uh, On the 30th. 30th of April? Although my father would uh, claim that it was the 31st. Why? I feel like there's an inside joke that you should share. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) uh, from what I remember when the story was told to me, I could be completely wrong. I could have made it up myself. Who knows? But uh, apparently uh, my father... Mm-hmm. You know, his first child and everything. Yeah. Um, the nurse came in and was like, 
Oh, it seems like your due date's going to be uh, April 31st, right? And my father was like, yeah, oh, yeah, right. okay, okay, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And the nurse was snickering. You can figure out why. Uh, it turns out later, of course, there is no such right. thing as an April 31st. Yeah. That's funny he didn't catch that, but I'm sure his mind was otherwise oh, distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for me, April has a month of significance to me. Um, this is the month, and April 11th was the day that I moved down here to Florida. This was this actually is my twenty first anniversary or twenty first year of my moving down here from oh, Pennsylvania. Wow. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I was moved down here April eleventh of two thousand one. I met my wife two thousand twenty. Uh, excuse me, April twenty first two thousand one, and was engaged April twenty fourth two thousand one. So April was a big month for me. Yeah, no kidding. And um, I always think about. Just the journey that I've been on since I moved here. And this was my first venture out into the world as a big, bad man. And um, it's worked out so far, knock on wood. Um, but, yeah, April 11th was my anniversary. I've been in Florida. I've been a Florida man for... Um, I hope not. <laughs> for 21 years. So, folks, thank you again for listening to the Randoish podcast. Uh, you could have been anywhere in the world, and you're here with us. We appreciate that. Um, we did pick up another uh, country, Nick, that, oh, did that we? listens to our show. Yeah. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to part, part ways with in regards to well, which country was fascinating? It? I'm going to pull that up while you talk about it. Was it China? It was not. No, we've already had China. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say, like, don't pull up old facts there. No, Doug. no, no. We actually had one more. Um, it's, it's, you're going to have to be kind because I want to try to remember the, <laughs> the, how you pronounce this one. Um, the country. Let me see here. Lithuania. No, it was something to that effect, though. It was Turkey. So it it looks like Czechoslovakia. It looks like the Czech Republic to me. Okay, Um, but it looks like it's called Czechia. Is that a country? Is that a country? Good lord, is that a country or is it just like short for like the Czech Republic? You know, we'll find out those answers. Uh, anyway, they listen. So, time. thank you to the good people of Czechia, along with the good people of China, Belgium, Poland, Hungary, Australia, the UK, Canada, Japan, Mexico, France, and of course, our old friends in Germany. Thank you. Yeah, thank but you. everyone in thank the U.S. goes through yourself. Danke uh, for my German friends. Well, of course, United States. I mean, obviously, that's ninety-five percent. That goes without saying. But for the uh, people outside of the United <laughs> States, who God knows how they found our show. And gave it a whirl. Even Mostly some of them online, gave it more I than one whirl. Um, or of our friends in Germany, in Deutschland, who've listened to almost all of our episodes. Thank you. Thank you, all of you who've been to take the time to listen. We certainly, uh, truly appreciate it. I wonder how many of those are actually just VPNs, like being rerouted. Well, no, the German one I know, because I know the person. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've met them before, yeah. So, um, so no, they're real. Um, the French one, I think, was, for sure. The French <laughs> one was, for sure. Because then it kind of just was gone. Uh, but in any case, guys, thank you very much for listening to the Randoish Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and an upcoming week. Uh, Nick, anything else you want to add? Uh, tell your mom I said hello. All right. Stay random, my friends. Stay random.